welcome to By Design. This is a place where we offer encouragement for your home and your soul. I'm Lynn. And I'm Danette. And we just wanted to thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Um, and we also wanted to share our website with you. It's bydesignpodcast.com. Um, head over there and you'll find links to all the things we talk about. So, Especially today because we talked mm-hmm. to an amazing woman today. Like a woman who is just real and Jesus following. Like we were saying after we got to talk with her, like how refreshing to talk mm-hmm. to somebody who struggles and is very honest about it. And her name is Holly Gerth which is, she's pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. She has a new book coming out called Fierce Hearted. So if you go to our website, we'll have a link there where you can buy them up. And it's, like buy them for all your people because you're yeah. going to want to. It'd be such a good Christmas present. Oh yeah. The holidays are approaching. I, it, You know, it's just all about, I think, being you and who God called you to be and standing strong. And, and how to do that. And so like, and her story is just, it's she, wonderful. So And she like just relates to all of us. Like she has struggled with miscarriage and infertility, depression and... Cooking. Cook, so she's yeah. totally my soul sister. <laughs> Seriously <laughs> though. Like, I just love that. Like she's yeah. not trying to be all the things, you know, and... Gotta be you, man. Yeah. Yep. So it's very encouraging today. You'll want to go and buy all the books. So mm-hmm. enjoy. How are you? Good, doing well. Oh, that's good. Thank you so much for chatting with us this morning. We're so excited. You're welcome. Thank you for the invitation. Well, I've read that you don't really like mornings either, so... <laughs> yes, hopefully I can be coherent. <laughs> How about y'all? Are you morning people? No. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> so but we're I, all in trouble. <laughs> yeah, seriously. We'll just struggle through this together. <laughs> There's so much understanding and grace. So. Yes, that's right. We are, we are with our people. That's oh. so great. <laughs> well, we're so excited about your new book coming out. It's time for a new book from you. I was excited. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and yeah. when, I, when I saw the title, Fierce Hearted, I actually thought, oh my golly, she's like made up a new Care Bear. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it sound like, I want to be fierce-hearted. I want to stuffy. <laughs> I love that. Yes, but, making up words is fun. It's so great. So can you tell me about that and how you ended up with that title? Sure. Yes. I actually, it was totally unexpected. I had gone through kind of a season of just burnout, traveling a lot and being really tired. And then I got hurt by someone in my life. And I was like, that's it. I'm going into lockdown. And I got on this plane and was sitting in the dark and just kind of had this moment with Jesus where I felt like he was just asking me, what are you going to do? And Mm. I wrote what is now the fear charted manifesto in the book on the plane on my Kindle. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it's kind of a new word to me too. You know, it wasn't, I didn't like search for it or think I'm going to come up with this title. It just sort of came to my heart when I really needed it. So that's so cool. I love it because yeah. it does strike a chord, right? Like when you hear that word, mm-hmm. it like stirs something in you of like, yes, that's what I want to be. Like, yeah. Those are also the moments that you know are from the Lord when you are somehow writing on a Kindle and you didn't even yes. have to try. Like the word yes. it just comes out on a plane. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So can you tell just our listeners a little bit about yourself just so they can familiarize? They haven't heard of the amazing Holy Girth yet. I don't know about the amazing Holly Girth, but (laughs) I love words and I always have. I'm the granddaughter of Christian bookstore owners. And so I was that little girl Mm. in the corner with a big stack of books dreaming of being a writer one day. And so it's been a real gift to be able to pursue that. 
And That's awesome. So were you um, always really good in school at English and all of those things? Yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah. I was the kid who had like the big red three ring binder in science class full of poetry. He was totally oh. not paying attention to, oh you know, biology. That's awesome. Or- <laughs> so, so mamas, yeah. if you've got kids like that, <laughs> hang on, it'll be okay. That's right. They're actually <laughs> practicing for their future career. <laughs> That's great. So you're married. Yes, I'm married to Mark. We met in college and we've been married 17 years. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. He is a fierce-hearted man. So I'm very grateful for him. That's so great. Um, So you have been very open with your struggle with infertility and miscarriage. Um, And I think that's such a theme, you know, uh, in our culture now. There's so many women that Mm. understand that mm-hmm. um that struggle and i love how like you're very open with that about that in your bio and your you know in all of your writing can you just kind of tell us what the journey's been like for you and how it led to your beautiful daughter sure yeah mark and i got married and thought you know a few years in we'll just start a family we know how that works and it's going to be easy and simple mm-hmm. and it wasn't mm-hmm. and so we went through year after year of waiting and loss and wondering what was going wrong and why God wasn't answering our prayers. And Hmm. over time, he just really gently started to heal our hearts in ways that I didn't expect or even know were really possible. So, for example, one day I felt like he took me to the third chapter of Genesis where Eve is called the mother of all living. Mm -hmm. And I felt like he showed me that all women are mothers because Mm. all women bring life to the world in some way. And so oh. I think the the enemy tries to lie to us and tell us, you know, you're barren, but that is not true of any woman. Right. We are all mamas. And I think that's true even if like, I think we experience infertility in other areas of our lives too, you know, not just physical babies, but maybe it's a dream that just hasn't come to be right. or a woman longs to be married or she really longs to pursue something in her career. And it's like, that's just not happening. And those lies slip in that you mm. must be doing something wrong or God's mad at you or, you know, all mm. of those things. And so just knowing like that is not the truth. The truth is not that we are barren in any of area of our lives that we're blessed women and God's going to bring life through us. So that was really reassuring to me. Oh. And this is years ago, so I can talk about it without a lot of emotion. But in right. the moment, it was of not course. as simple as I'm making it sound. There no. was a lot of ugly crying and anger and all the yeah. things. So, yeah. Oh, I bet. That's, you know, it's something like, I've miscarried. Um, I've walked with many of my family members that have had miscarriage after miscarriage and um, and friends. And it, it can be just so discouraging. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. And it's hard when that's, it consumes you, right? Like. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, like getting pregnant and staying pregnant just consumes you. And it's yes. just so hard to be around those that then become pregnant. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I, my heart goes yeah. out to those. That's a yeah. really encouraging word, though. So I thought, well, I'll be a book mama, you know, like that's oh. what it's going to be. So my small group even threw me a book shower <laughs> instead of a baby shower. Oh. They're like, you haven't gotten to have a shower. I so love when- <laughs> that. What great friends. Yeah, so sweet. When you're already amazing, came out, they surprised me. Really? Here, here, we're having a book shower for you. So, so sweet. That's amazing. And then, so I thought that might be our journey, you know? Mm -hmm. And then one night I saw a documentary on kids who age out of the foster system. And basically at 18, they're told, have a nice life. 
Mm. And I thought, that's not okay. Like, who's going to walk them down the aisle? Who's going to rock their babies? Who's going to help them figure out, you know, what they want to do in their career? Just all these things. And so when people would say, have you thought about adopting? I would say, we adopt. We're going to adopt a 20-year-old. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> that's such a that's an awesome awesome calling. It was. It totally unexpected, you know, but that just kind of stayed in our heart and eventually a friend of mine said, "Well, have you heard of Saving Grace?" And it turned out there was a facility in our town being built for girls who had aged out of the foster system or would otherwise be homeless. And so I sent the founder, Becky, a crazy email and was like, I might want to adopt a 20-year-old. And she was like, come over. And so we got together and talked about our crazy dreams. And then life got really busy. And a few years later, she invited me to a banquet to celebrate the accomplishments of the girls. And I went. And that night, I met a young woman named Lavelle, who is now our daughter. So, And she was 20 when we met. She's Hmm. 24 now. Oh but, my goodness. So. <laughs> I love that. So how, like, is that pretty um, easy to get in touch with? Like other agencies that ha- are um, housing kids that have aged out of the foster homes? Is that pretty prevalent everywhere? I don't know if there's a whole lot of them. I think it's somewhat of a unique situation. Mm-hmm. I hope that there are a whole lot right. that I may just not know about because I feel like it's such a big need. Agreed. But, oh my goodness. Yeah. But I guess just doing a search or, you know, just asking around in your town. Yeah. Yeah. Or talking to, you know, groups associated with the foster system that could connect you with individuals who might still be looking for a family. So I think we, you know, we think a lot about physical adoption, which is a beautiful thing because kids need a home and they need to be physically nurtured and raised. But I think a lot of, Kids kind of make it through physically, but no one's ever been a mother to their heart. Mm. You know, and that's what I've seen with Lavelle. Mm. And she's awesome. She is a feisty, creative, huge hearted girl that is absolutely astounding for all that she's been through. Wow. But I just, we all need a heart, you know, a mama for our hearts too. And so Mm. I just have a lot of passion about that. That's amazing. I love that. Do you, this is totally off topic, but do you watch This Is Us? I haven't yet because we only have Netflix. I keep hoping they'll put it on there. I'm yeah, like, I know. On. It's on Hulu. <laughs> it is on Hulu because that's how okay, I have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. But they they actually have a story thread right now about adopting um, because this one guy, he wanted to adopt like a baby and his his wife was just saying, look at these kids that are like on yeah. the streets now. Like we need to look at older adoption and... Um, how that can be so scary because that can bring a whole host of other issues like because you don't know how they've been hurt or traumatized mm-hmm. but just what a need that is and yeah I was actually impressed that they brought that into a storyline yeah I love that they did and I would never say like everyone should do this you know right. but no, no. Just, I think it's something just to know about in case it pricks your heart like it did mine yeah and it's really been a gift I mean Lavelle is just such a gift to us so that's so great I'm like I don't want anyone to miss out you know or maybe someone's in a different season of life maybe they're empty nesters and they feel right. like they're not done parenting you know but they don't want to start over with a baby you know praise Jesus they're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so or these kids need grandparents too I mean there's just I feel like they're just we talk about kind of overlooked people groups in our culture and I think this is an overlooked Mm -hmm. people group that they have so much to give to us too Lavelle like I said she's just such a blessing to us I love that 
That's mm-hmm. such an encouraging thing. Right. And just because a child reaches the age of 18 and, you know, according to the law of our country, they're adults, that doesn't mean that they're not orphans for their whole life exactly. without parents. And yeah. I just, it reminds me like just hearing your story, um, just that what a beautiful picture it of is to give your desires to the Lord because you, it, it's, it takes years for, for mm. God to work them out. Like you met, you yeah. were talking about, um, you know, just making a call and showing up the, at this um, home or, or center. And then it, from there, it took a few years to even it meet did. your daughter. And, you know, sometimes I think we have these desires within us, but we're afraid to take that first step. But, you know, it's a journey. It's It takes a little bit of time to get there. And so God That's readies so our hearts. And Yeah. For us, it took about a decade. Mm. It's about a decade wow. of infertility before we got oh. Lavelle. And you're right. I have learned so much about God's love. Like what she got to live with us for a while. She's married now. So what we got to have in our home for a little while. And one night she came in right at our curfew and she dropped ice because our ice maker is cranky. And I came out and could, and just to check on her and make sure she was okay. And she was like on the floor, paralyzed in fear because she was sure we would kick her out for that. And I was like, oh what? <laughs> you know? And oh. so that was like the hardest part was it took a long time for her to believe that like we really loved her yeah. and we weren't going anywhere. And I feel like God showed me so much about his love because I'm that way too. You know, I make a mistake Mm. and I'm instantly like, are you going to love me anymore? Like, do you still feel the same way about me? And that was broke my mama's heart. And I just thought about how I think that breaks our daddy's heart in a way, you know, when it's just so hard for us sometimes to believe how much he loves us. Oh, I love that though. Like the way that God brought you into her path at just the right moment too, you know, like to to be able to show her that redemption. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she's in a totally different place now. Like she was, we have family dinner usually on Monday nights and she came over and she was helping wash this like huge glass plate that was super old. And she tapped it just right on the edge of oh, the, yeah. you know, I mean, <laughs> it happened. So it just shatters. And I like, look at her, like how is she going to react? And oh. she looked at me and then she threw back her head and laughed. And I was like, yes. Yay! <laughs> like, oh, that's that is awesome. the best response, you know? Oh, so that's it's been really beautiful to see her believe it, you know, believe that she's mm-hmm. really loved. Oh, and I'm a grandma now. What? We had a, yes. Oh, my so word. Yeah. Well, congratulations. That's so exciting. Thank you. you get to experience a baby yes. and all of it. Look at how I know. so good. It's so extravagant. So you, yes, she had little Ellie. That yep. is the best way to experience a baby is to be a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can be like, okay, here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, her name's Ellie. That was her I have three boys. Ellie. And Ellie was always on my name for a girl, but we had three boys. I just love them. Yes. Aww. So Ellie was born a little over a month ago. <gasps> and oh my here, God. God is in the details of the whole story because we celebrate August 28th as we call it Girth Day in our family oh. because that's the day we made things official with Lavelle. So we treat it like a birthday yes. and celebrate. So Ellie came on Girth Day. No way. Yes. Oh, I gave me goosebumps. I know. <laughs> that's amazing. So That's yes. so good. God mm-hmm. is so good. Yeah. And what hope this is for women out there that 
are struggling with infertility or wanting to adopt, like your story is just, mm. it, it just shows us that it takes time and mm-hmm. God is always at work in, in yes. us and in our story. And, and our the, plans aren't always. Right. And in the end, like he always, he gives us more than we deserve or ever think we want. Like, yes. you know what I mean? That the blessings mm-hmm. that come with your story being d- maybe not what you wanted or expected, but it's even more. Yeah. It oh my is. gosh. Immeasurably more. I love that. Mm. Okay. So you have a chapter bone in the chicken. Okay. Okay. Can you please um, explain this chapter for our listeners <laughs> and then uh, tell us what you learned from that story? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so my husband and I still take dinner to Saving Grace where we met Lavelle once a month for the girls. And so I'm not historically like the best <laughs> cook ever. I've learned a lot. Like, We're soul sisters, <laughs> just so you know. Educated me. So... <laughs> I've come a long way, but I'm still learning. So one night I usually make dinner at home and then I take it there. And so the night before I grabbed this package of chicken thighs to use and I was tired <laughs> and I just like grabbed the first thing I saw and like put it in the cart and went home. So I get out these chicken thighs <laughs> and they have bones in them. And I had always bought the boneless. You know, right? I didn't know there was like any other kind, and so I, I freak out. And I call my husband at work, and he thinks like someone has died or I've had a car crash because I'm like, ah, you know. And he's like, "What is the matter?" And so I say, "There's a bone in the chicken." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" So I was like, there's a bone in the chicken and there's silence. And my husband's so like practical and he oh says, God. well, how do you think the chickens stand up? <laughs> that was his response. So I just had to like cook it longer and it was fine, but it totally threw me off. And, right? you know, I wanted it to be perfect because it was oh. my first time to take dinner. And, you know, I walk in and everyone's like, are you okay? Like, because I'm still flustered. And I was like, there's a bone in the chicken. And bless their <laughs> Just heads up. <laughs> yeah. That's so so I just talked about like how there's always a bone in the chicken. Like there's always something that's going to like surprise us and mm. throw us off and be unexpected. And I was tempted to just not show up, you know, like mm-hmm. they can all, all order pizza for them. And like, it's no big deal. Uh, I'll do it another time. But It wasn't about the chicken, you know, it was about like us coming together and being, Mm -hmm. you know, around the table and sharing life. And I was tempted to miss that because I wanted everything to be perfect and how I had envisioned it. And so, yeah, so Lavelle, my daughter, still every once in a while be like, hey, mom, (laughs) there's a bone in the chicken. So So do you cook a turkey? (laughs) No, I've never cooked a turkey. (laughs) Oh, I love it. That's so great. And I totally can relate to that because I I would be tempted to to be like, yep, I'm just going to pick up pizza on the way. And the fact that you didn't, that really is a really great, (laughs) like, teaching moment. (laughs) So you are a speaker. You're a blogger. Mm -hmm. You have your master's, I believe, in counseling, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You are a life coach. Yep. You are a mom and a wife and all the things. <laughs> you co-founded Encourage, which we have been so blessed by Aww, for years. Mm-hmm. Like we have really been blessed by that. It's been such a great tool and resource for us as we mentor and equip and lead here. Um, 
and we love Lisa Joe. We had her on the yeah. podcast a while ago and she was brilliant. And yeah. you have an amazing circle of women contributors. How did that happen? Well, it's I was an employee at Dayspring. Hmm. And so I worked for them. I was an intern in college and then right out of college, pretty much, I became a writer and editor for them. And so that was around 2000. So around 2008, blogs started really taking off, you know, and I was like, this is awesome. We can actually connect with the people we're writing for directly and listen to them. And so at that time, it seems so crazy now, that, but there wasn't really a community of Christian women online. And so my friend Stephanie Bryan and I found ourselves just staying after meetings and being like, why isn't there a community like this? And what if we created one? And just mm. having these crazy dreams. And so we asked Dayspring, can we work on something like this? And they were like, well... Okay, you know, wow. they thought, I think we are a little crazy too, but thankfully they let us move forward. And so we were clueless. Like, I wish I could tell you we knew what we were doing and we had this master plan and <laughs> it was, but no, like we went to a blogging conference, our first blogging conference, and we bought, brought our little like spiral notebooks and we're diligently taking notes by hand <laughs> and everyone else has their computers open and their phones out. And we're like, they're not even paying attention. <laughs> and of course, they're like, they're live tweeting what's being All said. my word. You know? I still like don't understand that, more. but okay. <laughs> yeah. And like doing all the things. And someone was like, you know, you should probably be on Twitter. And we were like, what's Twitter? I mean, that's oh, I the level it. we were at. So <laughs> we started looking around for like-hearted women. Mm. And we invited them to be part of it too. And one day we were sitting in a coffee shop and we just started talking about like, where are we inviting women to be? Is it a coffee shop? Is it a church? Is it, and one of us said, it's a beach house. Like it's a Mm. place where you can kind of pull away from your everyday life and laugh with your friends and put your shandy, dirty feet on the coffee table. No one cares and hear God's voice, you know, clearer than you can. And so that's where it started. It's, transition now to be more of like pull up a chair, you know, it's, it's that I've loved seeing what God has done with the original vision, but that's the place it began. And so we just reached out to those women and said, we're doing something wild and crazy. Do you want to be part of it with us? And they so graciously said, yes, like looking back, that's insane too. You know, like we're like, Lisa Turker seems nice. Let's ask her, you oh, know? I love that. I mean, it's like, hey, let's ask Bono to play at our kid's birthday party. Like, we had no idea what we were doing. So, <laughs> Did you say Bono? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was, uh, you know, God did more than we could imagine with it. We opened the site the first day and had some little numbers written down in a notebook for how many people we hoped would come and God just blew that out of the water and has continued to. So, yeah. So that was just a really fun thing that again, kind of clueless, but a good, a good story, I guess, for those who are scared and feel like they don't know enough to move forward or aren't ready or prepared or that someone else could do it better. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times that's fine with Jesus. He just wants us to say yes to whatever he's asking us to do. And he takes care of the rest. That's so great. Well, it really does have that feel to it because it's, it feels, it feels like an intimate community. Like it has that 
that feel anytime I read or, Mm -hmm. you know, like participate in any of the like online group uh, book groups. And it's really, really great. So how do you balance it all? Because you also said that you're an introvert. I am. I'm an off the charts introvert. Like really? I score, yeah, I score a hundred percent on those tests. Wow. Which I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So how how do you refill yourself? Because so much of what you do is a pouring out. You know, mm-hmm. with people, it's not like you can do it solo. You're creating right. the village. So yes. Well, I'm learning a lot about that. And that's a lot where Fear Started came from. Because I wrote it, like I said, from really coming out of a place of burnout. Because I traveled, Mm -hmm. I think, 20 times in one year, which is way too much for an introvert. (laughs) And I tried to make myself be someone different than who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, I told myself, okay, I have books out there. I have people counting on me. I need to speak. I need to engage all the time on social media. I need to you know, do all the things that we think we need to do. And it just was wearing me out. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the journey of Fierce Hearted is that God just showed me I made you who you are for a purpose. And that means that you could fulfill the purpose I have for you as you are. And that was a big thing to realize. So in that season... I I pulled back. I started saying no a lot more. I went to counseling. I love counseling. Oh, I just went back a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I will be going for the rest of my life. Agreed. Agreed. I'm with you on that one. (laughs) (laughs) I went to my doctor because I've had depression and anxiety off and on most of my life. Mm -hmm. And there's a physical component to that for me. I started eating and sleeping, you know, differently and moving my body. And I pulled my tribe around me too and said, I'm not okay, you know, and my face-to-face tribe, because while I love, I love online community, we need those face-to-face folks. And so I had some women here who just walked through it with me. And, Mm. and these days I fight hard to stay in that place, especially right now, launching Mm. a book and being in the middle of a lot of things, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's hard to say, okay, I'm pulling back. Yesterday, I took two naps. <laughs> <Good> girl. <laughs> That's great. And went to bed early because I was worn out from speaking and launching. And my mm-hmm. husband and I are about to go away together for Good. a little bit. And Good. So, yeah, it's just kind of being committed to not drifting from my sweet spot like I did before. But mm-hmm. I learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned the hard way what it's like to be totally overwhelmed and burned out and not in a good place. And Mm -hmm. thankfully Jesus rescued me. Mm -hmm. And that's really a lot of where fierce hearted came from was learning a different way to live and to love. Oh, that's great. Um, I have been so, I have been there. I've been in those um, horrible moments of just depression and, you know, needing to recharge and learning how to, how to do that. Well, Um, it takes, like nuance sometimes like in mm-hmm. and to have people around you like my husband's really good to be like okay you're done no more like this. yes <laughs> yeah but i can't imagine with all of the things that are mm-hmm. on your plate right now especially during a book launch it's like that's that's a lot yes that's good that you're giving yourself some margin mm-hmm. i have to i think also like when you're trying to be an encourager and follow god's calling sometimes we get wrapped up in like 
I need to grow this thing or I need to do mm-hmm. this thing instead of I just need to sit in what God has asked me to be and mm-hmm. who it is. And I, you know, like it sounds like for you, you've put some work in, but God has really showed up and he's brought people to the table, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just such a beautiful thing that when God is there in the, what he's calling us to do, we, I feel like we don't have to clamor to be heard. We just have to yes. use our voice and speak up. It's yeah. just, yes. it's so reassuring for um, just mm-hmm. listening to your, your story for someone like me yeah. at least too. I like to just say to myself over and over again, my role is obedience. God's role is result. Mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think one question I ask myself too now is, am I doing this out of fear or out of love? Because a lot of what got me to the burnout place, I was doing out of fear, out of a feeling that I needed to hustle for my worth, you know, and I needed to earn people's approval and not let anyone down. And that's an entirely different thing than being obedient, Mm -hmm. you know, and thankfully God was gracious to me in that and still used it. And, you know, he's so kind and compassionate toward us. But I think that's something I think about a lot now when I, before I say yes to something, I think, am I doing this just because I feel like I need to prove my worth or is this something God's actually asking me to do? Mm -hmm. It's like the last two weeks I've spoken like four times, you know, and that's okay because I know this, it's just part of that. This season, it's something that is an act of obedience and service. Right. I just know Mm -hmm. I can't do that 52 times, you know, a year. I'm not going to be someone who's out every weekend speaking like some women can. No, I think it's just learning, you know, and being in those places less afraid than before too, because Mm -hmm. I know whatever happens, like I'm still going to be okay. In this season, I keep telling myself, I'm not my successes. I'm not my failures. I'm a beloved daughter of God. Oh, amen. Mm -hmm. That's a great word that we should all be preaching to ourselves every day, (laughs) right? Because it's so easy Mm -hmm. to get caught up in that. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much pressure on all sides, I feel Mm -hmm. like these days. And Social media does not help that. <laughs> so Yeah. I found, yeah, failure brings a certain kind of fear and pressure, but so does success, yeah. you know, because then it feels like you have something to live up to. Right. And people who are counting on you in a certain ways. And so it's like, how do I not define myself by either of those than said to say, like, that's not my identity. My identity mm. is who God says I am. And I'm saying that obviously every day I have to tell myself that over and over. So I'm still learning it. Oh, (laughs) me too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So um, what does it mean for you to live fully and um, love bravely, you know, in the, I think in just being overworked and, you know, really doing all these hard things and, um, but not losing yourself in it at the same time. Yeah. I think it means, having time every day with Jesus to refocus on who he says I am Hmm. and having time with people I know will love me no matter what, you know, Mm, I have friends who could be like, Hey, like I left the internet and they'd be like, okay, let's go get chips and salsa, you know? Yeah. And (laughs) I think that's important. And I think there'll be chips and salsa in heaven. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And coffee, right? Agreed. And chocolate. (laughs) Yes, all the, the good best. things. It'll be like the best. <laughs> and oh. just keeping my heart open, you know, mm-hmm. leaning into into the grace of God. That's amazing. So what is your hope and dreams for the women that read Fierce Hearted? I want them to have a space, which I see this 
book as that space where God can do in their hearts what he Mm. did in mine. Mm. Because this book was transformational to me. Like Mm. I was not the same person when I wrote the last line as I was when Mm. I wrote the first. Like God just took me to a new place of freedom and joy and rest and bravery. Hmm. And because I experienced that, I want my sisters to have it. So I feel like this book is, it's such a strange feeling because I know I wrote the words on the page, but in so many ways, it just doesn't feel like I had anything to do with it at all, you know, other than showing up at a coffee shop with Jesus and listening, you know, that's amazing. And processing with him. So yeah, so I do. I feel really passionate about getting it into the hands and hearts of other women mm. because I know the power behind it. And that mm-hmm. is not the power of holy. That is the power of the Holy Spirit Amen. and a God who loves them. So, well, that translates through you. Like it, mm. it's, it's so beautiful. So thank you. So if you're listening right now, I want you to go to Amazon or wherever you buy your books. And I want you to put like five of them in your cart because you're going to yes. want to give this one away <laughs> As like Christmas gifts and um, mm-hmm. just, you know, for the women in, the, in your tribe, like you're going to want to read this together. So you have some awesome conversations about being a fierce hearted woman. And Okay. So Holly, this is our podcast is called By Design. And Danette and I, we believe that we are created by a creative God, you know, who is the ultimate designer. Um, mm-hmm. And so we love talking about his design in our lives and what it looks like and where we struggle and where we need help and his word and all the things. Um, And we get to talk to amazing people like you. And then we also, because we love interior design, Danette's an interior designer and I'm a home stylist. We also talk to our guests um, about some of their design, like obsessions or just great loves that they have. So I have a thing for pretty dishes. I cannot go buy a yard sale without stopping to see if they have beautiful old either Friendly Village or Blue Willow or just beautiful Johnson Brothers, (laughs) whatever it is. (laughs) I know. I'm a nerd. Anyways, Jeanette has a thing for wingback chairs. Yeah, I'm I'm nerdy about chairs. It's awesome. (laughs) So I call her when I'm having an event and I'm like, bring all your chairs. (laughs) but we we like our I love how your book the book name Fierce Hearted because that's kind of like our hope yeah. for people in design because we want people to love their homes and and love what they love and not to not to yes. try to keep up with the Joneses and decorate like someone yeah. else like decorate the way you love so and you don't have to spend a ton of money you yeah. know just so tell us some of the things that you love and that makes your home you well I've been thinking about all of this a lot because we're actually in the middle of building a house <gasps> oh. Bless your heart. Okay, that on top of everything else? Are you kidding me? This gets me all excited. Girl. It's like the year of all the things. Yeah, yeah, that's a hard... Like a grandbaby. I don't know how you're doing it. (laughs) So, yeah, so we're doing doing that too. So design has always kind of intimidated me. And so I thought this might be really kind of scary and hard, but it's actually really been a lot of fun. And I had a, I've had a friend who's a designer help a lot. And so it's been really fun to like learn so much because I feel like, yeah, it's all new to me in a way. And so I, it's funny because my, my editor always says like, I love branding that I don't love the word branding because it sounds so commercial, but I love the process of branding where you Mm kind of set a vision for something. And so with our house, I was like, okay. 
I'm going to write a mission statement for our house, like how I want it to look and feel. And then I found like a key verse for the house and keywords and I made a Pinterest board. So I basically branded our house, which I didn't realize I was doing until it was Oh, you're adorable. That's awesome. But I was like, of course I did this. So that was super helpful because then I showed that to the designer and I was like, okay, this is the feel I want, but I don't know how to get there, Mm -hmm. you know? And so... Design it's been really fun. <laughs> yes. So as far as what I I end up with a lot of, you won't be surprised by this. I love things with words on it, like red letter words by mm. D. They're my favorite. Oh. So I'm kind of an easy target. And I got those chalkboard markers that you mm-hmm. can write on anything. And oh, so like yeah. any flat service surface in my house, like my bathroom guest mirror says like, you are loved. Oh, <laughs> so, I love that. Yeah. Good. Have you discovered House of Belonging? No. <gasps> yeah, they've got I some. I need to go look yes, them up. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, look them up on Good Instagram. Good to know. They're, okay, I will. They're beautiful. Oh, that's yes. awesome. So what room are you most excited about in your new home? I get a little writing room. <gasps> oh, my so, word. Yes. I, I would hug you right now because mm-hmm. I'm really excited. <laughs> yes, I'm really excited. Yes, I'm so excited. My husband and I both work at home now, and so we share an oh. office. So the idea of like having a little space that's to create awesome. in is makes me so happy. See, that's exciting for us to hear because that's why I get so excited because that means there's going to be more coming from Holly Girth. So <laughs> <laughs> that's really really great. Ah, oh, well, it sounds like you have just you know a couple things on the go right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for making time for us with all the things you're doing we thank so appreciate you. it and we appreciate you being obedient and putting the words out that god's mm-hmm. asking you to write thank you i appreciate the same about y'all and spreading the word that's such a gift so mm-hmm. thank Aww. you for the invitation well make sure you go get some coffee <laughs> yes i'll be Man, that is the next stop it's <laughs> coffee time at a girl okay well thank you holly all the best all right thank you okay bye-bye bye wasn't that wonderful? Oh my goodness. I just love her. Mm-hmm. I wish she could just come have her morning coffee with us. <laughs> Poor thing. We all need to go grab coffee. More coffee. Stat. Uh, yeah. So head over to our website, bydesignpodcast.com. So you can pick up her book and you can follow us too on, um, we're at By Design Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And head over to Encourage too and just see all the lovely things they oh, have yeah. going on. It's a great community. So. Yeah.